The very first dose of Pfizer's vaccine was administered to a nurse working in Queens. Yep, the first COVID vaccine in the U.S. has been given. It was a little less exciting when the nurse was handed a bill for 50 grand, but still, it was overall. Disney announced last week that actor Harrison Ford will return for a fifth Indiana Jones movie in July 2022. In this one, he breaks into a tomb and then tries to remember why he went in there. I heard about another sports team that's decided to change its name. A major turning point for Cleveland's Major League Baseball team. The franchise is expected to drop Indians, a nickname it's had since 1915. Yeah, but this is weird. They're now going to be called the Cleveland football team. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Mmm. Hey, we got some great news. Hi, everybody. Welcome to After 9. Hello. We got some great news yesterday. Yeah. For those who don't know, the broadcasting industry, which is, I think, mainly just radio, right? They only do radio for this particular thing? I think so, yeah. I think these are the Canadian Canadian Radio Awards. Broadcast Dialogue is the trade magazine. It's the one that uh, radio people go to for news on... What's uh, the latest tech devices right down to who got fired or who signed a new contract here and there and everywhere? It's good. It's a good little industry thing. So they decided they were going to get industry people to vote and create a new thing called the Canadian Radio Awards. And one of the categories that radio until 2020 has not recognized is podcasts. A lot of radio people feel podcasts are competition for radio. (laughs) So they kind of just sort of pretend they don't exist. Well, we've been podcasting for years, and in the inaugural Canadian Radio Awards, they put in a category for podcasts. And wouldn't you freaking know, we won. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah, um, we both got the call yesterday to say we won, and how cool is that? And for those that wonder, well, who, who says you won? They just they just like randomly select. It's voted on by um, broadcast, you know, industry peers, um, whether they've been in the game for a long, long time, and they're from all across the country. Uh, and I, I think that part's really cool because I'll be honest with you, when it comes to us winning an award. I always wondered if that would ever happen. Like, I knew that we had a good amount of subscribers, a ton of downloads. I knew that we had been growing, and we've been growing for years. But I always wondered, A, would they recognize because it is a podcast, right? And do they think of it as competition, A? B, I mean, if you haven't noticed, we fucking swear sometimes. A little I, bit. That's and, not allowed in radio. And that was another thing I always thought, well, they'll shy away from us because we're not doing what you're supposed to be doing on FM radio. But this is a podcast. You know, the regular rules don't apply to this. And if you don't grow and you don't change and you don't adapt, you die. And I'm glad that they actually also see that and respect it and respond to it and award us for for that. Because I like we're, we're one of the first people to ever do something like this and more are following suit, it seems. And to me, that alone is an incredible honor, let alone to get an award voted on by some amazing people in this industry, by the way, who, who did vote for us. So uh, thank you to them and thank you to the listeners. I mean, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if you guys weren't subscribing and listening to it. That's for sure. We would have stopped long ago, but it, the numbers are growing and you guys are always giving us feedback and we love you for it. So we share this with you guys. I am looking at some of the download statistics on After 9. And yeah, I mean, we're right around half a million listeners now, which is really, really exciting um, and, and broken down. I mean, Ontario, obviously, that's our home base. That's where the bulk of our listeners are in the greater Toronto area, also in 
Um, Kitchener, Waterloo. Yeah. Barry, Orangeville. The London market is huge for us. Uh, up in Sudbury, a lot of listeners out Ottawa way. And then we spill into Quebec. Got a few thousand listeners in Alberta, BC, mm-hmm. uh, and then down in the States. Which state do you think is our most listened to state? Oh. Any guesses? No, man. Um, is it Texas? <laughs> it's not Texas. For some reason, it's Illinois. I don't know who in the Illinois ah. area is listening to us. Kansas has got a lot of listeners. California, Florida, New York, Indiana. Texas is in the top 10, Cat, That's a solid guess. Okay. E- even Michigan as well. So thank you very much. Around the world, we appreciate you listening. And yeah, we see you in the UK as well. Portugal. There's some listeners in India, France, Russia. Whoa. Jamaica. Actually, we got a few hundred listeners in Jamaica, and yeah. I'm not exactly sure how they even found it. Well, what's so cool is actually, maybe perhaps it's one of them. They came here from Jamaica and started listening to our radio show. So perhaps it was a podcast listener first that found us on FM radio when they moved to Canada. But it is, oh God, I love that. That is so cool. And by the way, that means we have places to stay, right? Anytime we travel to any of those places, you guys are going to help us out with that. Once, you know, COVID's not a thing anymore, we can I'm actually not- stay with you, right? I'm not deal? sure if you're interested in traveling to India, but there's probably a few hundred people that would open the door. Good to That's know. Good. See, yeah. it's always good to know. <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch of different things we're going to get to today. Remind me, I want to talk about the quote unquote education letters that the CRA has been sending out to people. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. First off, let's talk about a little seasonal creep here. For those who don't know, seasonal creep is when the holidays all blend into each other. That's when you start putting out the Halloween stuff in the summertime. It's when you start putting out the, uh, I don't know, the, the Valentine's Day stuff before Christmas. That sort of thing. Now, Best Buy has done it. Best Buy, I'm going to call this a holiday violation. We're still 10 days away from Christmas, and these fuckers already put out their boxing day flyer and it sucks because i really want to buy some of the shit in it (laughs) seriously best buy Uh boxing day already i'm still spending money on christmas give me a minute just give me a minute it's all i'm asking for i heard uh car dealerships car dealerships i love you because i know you're uh you know you're out there doing your thing and i get it you gotta clear that shit out you gotta make room for the new ones you tell us all the time and i understand but i kid you not yesterday scott On the radio, I heard a car dealership advertisement for Boxing Month beginning now. Boxing Month? Boxing Month. Fuck the day. Nah, fuck it. (laughs) Let's do a whole fucking month of boxing and let's start it 10 days before Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. It's Boxing Month for another at least month. And you know what's going to happen, though. So let's say come January 15th rolls around. Boxing Month must be over. Oh, no. Fuck it. Let's extend it. It's Boxing extended. Day month has been extended. <laughs> it's Boxing Day month, plural now. Come on, get your fucking car. Let's go. It's uh, it's hilarious to me when I see these things that aren't things. Like, just create a new... And, and look, that's fine. You know what? I won't even hate on it because people understand. They hear Boxing Day. They understand sale. We put two and two together. It's very easy for us humans to do that. Um, but... It, it, can't we come up with our own sales? I don't know. Like, if you had your own place, why don't you just call it whatever the fuck you want to call it and make yep. it however long you want to make it? Make it called the fucking Blue Fun Dingus sale that's on now. Like, whatever the fuck you want, you can do it if it's your business. Is somebody having a Blue Fun Dingus sale? I will let you know. <laughs> it's going to be all month long, though. I wasn't aware of that. All mm. month. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. But I don't understand why we have to stretch these things out so far. Stretch them so far. 
Best Buy has said their Boxing Day sale is going to begin at 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve online only and then in store on Boxing Day. Uh, look at this. They got an 82 inch TV for 1500 bucks. 82 inches. I want all of those. <laughs> Here's a 55 inch for $399. Asus laptops for 229 Yeah. All right. I guess I better start saving. <laughs> Sorry, kids. It's not going to be the same kind Honestly. of Christmas. Not because of COVID, because dad wants a TV for, we're gonna for unwrap, Boxing Day. Yeah, we're going to unwrap all those gifts because we got to return them right now because uh, I got other shit I got to get. <laughs> That's great. Uh, new study asked people if you could build your ideal home, the home of the future. What technology gadget type things would you like to have in it? Even if they haven't been invented yet, use your imagination. What things would you like in your dream futuristic home? I got to admit, this wasn't on my radar, but I kind of like it. The number one response is windows that tint automatically. So you don't have to use the shades. Yeah, that just, that makes sense. I feel like that would be so expensive. Like you think about the cost of what, what let's say they made that. Like, you think that Calif- real wood California shutters cost a lot of money? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it doesn't need to be that bad. I mean, there's got to be a way that they could make them sense what time of day it is or where the sun is and, and just sort of tint them gradually. Would people be able to see in, though? Because I don't close or open my blinds based on the amount of light outside. I do it for privacy reasons. So if you could still see in these windows, mm, I don't think I'd like that. But it kind of reminds me of Maybe some of the. Maybe you should stop air- doing so much nasty shit in your house. Hey, if I want to walk, walk around, if I want to rock out with my cock out at home, <laughs> I'm going to do it. All the cakes in your fucking cake room could be seen by people. It would be her- terrible. Hey, that's a good question. If I'm walking around nude, is it my responsibility to make sure the windows are closed, or is it the neighbor's responsibility to make sure they don't look if they don't want to see it? Right. You know, we've had th- we've had this uh, curiosity before about this. I'm pretty sure, like, if you're doing it on purpose, you can most definitely get the cops called on you, and they'll tell you. Like, put some fucking pants on, at least, if you're not going to get curtains. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, it happens rare on, like, very rare occasions, but I'm sure it does, because some people like to be seen, and they'll do it on purpose. A smart heating system that automatically adjusts the room depending on whether or not you're in it and how you use it. Yeah. So, I mean, they already kind of, sort of, are on the brink of that. Like, I've got the Nest thermostat. so Me it knows. Too. Yeah, so it knows when you're there. And you can adjust it accordingly. You just go to the app and then you say, okay, so if you see me, make sure it's at least this temperature. Or, you know, if you don't feel, that, like, if there's, because it's censored. So if you, nobody comes by it, you can drop to this temperature. and Or you can automatically set it up. There's lots of different ways to do it. But I put mine on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say in each and every room, that would be crazy. I put mine on the learning mode. So it gets to know your tendencies. And after you've adjusted the thermostat Mm -hmm. a few times, it eventually figures out your routine and you're all good to go. It just sort of keeps the house at the optimum temperature for that time of day. And it takes into account external factors like the weather forecast and things like that. Not in every room, though. Not in every room. Not in every room. That's the key, right? And for those wondering about the, the one we're talking about, the newest one is the cheapest one. Which I love. It's it's 180 bucks, and it's worth it. Like I feel like it saves you money. The next, oh, probably. Yeah, yeah you can see how much time your furnace is on in a yeah. day. 
Yeah, it, it tracks everything for you. It's in, trust me, they're not giving us anything for this, but it's the fourth gen. Look it up. It's, it's actually a good price for what you get, and it's very smart. Tech. Like right now in my house, I'll probably warm it up before I leave, for example, to make sure it's warmer because we drop it when, uh, when all of us leave the house. Yeah, it, it really is cliche, but it truly does know when you're sleeping and it knows when you're awake. <laughs> it's fucking Santa. Yeah, but it keeps you comfortable. Third thing that people want in their futuristic ideal home is truly soundproof walls. I'm wondering if that's internal or external because I instantly instinctively thought, OK, that's great for people that are in a, a semi or they're in a condo and they want to play some music or they just want to fuck real loud or something like that. You want soundproof walls. You don't want your neighbor to hear how much fun you're having. Fuck them. But it could also be internally. Maybe mom and dad want to have a good time and they don't want to wake up the kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You bring up a good good point. It could be that. I, I would have thought same as you. Mostly it would be people who live in apartments. I know people who live in apartments. They complain about their neighbors all the time because they'll play live music at weird hours or they'll play an instrument. Even worse. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that or for your own quiet space. Some people just like kind of the zen of being able to go into a quiet room, especially if you have a lot of people in the house. I mean, I get that. It gets loud and crazy. People are watching a show over here or people are playing a game over there. Sometimes you just want silence. A couple other ones from the list. An oven that allows different shelves to be different temperatures at the same time. This is not the split one. You've got one of those cool split ovens, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And they're great. My mom's got one, too, and she's all impressed that she can make a casserole on one side of it and a turkey in the other. Uh, Okay, mom, fine. But this one would be in the same shelf. You pull open the oven door, and, and on the bottom rack, you can be slow cooking some ribs but on the top rack boom you're broiling some some potatoes i don't get it though like you can do that that's what i have it's one big door but i've got two levels and two different temperatures so i don't know this what is what people want. want that's what i have that's what it's out there people can get it oh but it but it's not necessarily that it's not invented this list that's right gotcha yeah i mean you know what i would like one that's like a triple is that too much to ask? Triple? Yeah. Why don't we just <laughs> go for the big of, four? Yeah, when you have a lot of people over, yeah. For why, not, why not have a few? Some people asked for a fridge that automatically orders things when you're out. Yeah. You know, they have the ones that are that are pretty cool. The smart technology ones that, that'll tell you when it's out, but I don't think they order it for you, if I'm not mistaken. I like the thought of that, especially if you're the type of person to buy the same things over and over again. If you basically are like Groundhog Day meals where you're like, it's Taco Tuesday. It's, you know, <laughs> it's Spaghetti Saturday or whatever the fuck. It knows, hey, you're low on spaghetti. We know it's coming up. Here you go. It's already on its way. Like that would be pretty cool. I'm wondering how it would track that. Like if I set it so that uh, when I get down to just two eggs left, add eggs to my grocery list. How does it know there's only two eggs left? Um, maybe it's a, it's a mix of measure, like it's possible that it weighs it on the bottom rack. Mm. As long as you put the eggs where you're supposed to put them, that's possibly. possible, or it has the t- technology where it can scan, but then you'd have to have, make sure that the egg carton was open, for example, in order for it to scan and figure it out. This is weird, but some people asked for a shower head that has a built-in Bluetooth that lets you make phone calls. So you can get what? an external. Yeah, I know. Who, Who the fuck are you, are you phoning in the shower? Who are you calling in the shower? Like, I'm busy. Right. I got things to scrub. <laughs> I've got things to do. Okay, but think about this. If they made that Bluetooth shower head, 
that blocked out the noise of the water and only allowed your voice through, that might not be too bad. I could see myself multitasking occasionally. Hmm. But the last thing I want is to be on a work call and they can hear I'm in the shower. I don't even like it when I'm on a work Zoom call and they can hear me fart. I don't want them to know I'm cleaning my balls at the time. That's terrible. How often are you farting on Zoom calls? I've done it once or twice. And I don't know, maybe I was the only one who heard it. But when you gotta go, you gotta go. (laughs) And these fucking meetings take forever. You know, I I hate to say it, off topic for a second, I almost want to go back to in-person meetings because at least then we could do the Anyway, and wrap it up. It seems like these (laughs) Zoom calls are just going on a lot longer than they need to. Yeah, people are extra comfortable in their homes. I think that's what it is, right? You're not as comfy in a boardroom as you are just chilling. You might be on your couch. Like, I took a meeting once and someone was in their bed. Like, they took a Zoom meeting call in their bed. And I'm thinking, well... Like, no wonder it is probably taking longer. We're all just chilling out. We're having a nap halfway through the meeting. It's crazy. Here's the scenario. You want a pizza, so you order a pizza. Pizza is one of the things that we have always been able to have delivered to our homes, and it's great. But what happens when your pizza guy gets pulled over by the cops on the way? Mm -hmm. Then what are you supposed to do? It was an interesting conundrum that occurred on Friday in Marietta, California. Little Caesar's driver, heading out to drop off some za, got pulled over by the cops. Routine traffic violation, should have only been a few minutes. Cops write him up, give him a ticket or a warning if they're really cool, and say, get out of here, don't do it again. Well, when the cops ran the guy's ID, they figured out he was wanted on an outstanding warrant. So they arrested him. But now there's a real problem. Okay, well, this guy, he's a shithead, he committed a crime, and we're going to take him in because he's got an outstanding warrant that he's been dodging for a while, but he's delivering a pizza. We don't need to create another victim here. There's somebody at home who may be stoned and starving, and they need their fucking za. So what are we going to do here? (laughs) The cops actually delivered the pizza themselves. Yes, I was hoping that would happen. Okay, but, okay, so you're the person waiting for your pizza, okay? You're like, well, the driver seems a little late here. Where's my Mm -hmm. pizza? And then they all... Knock, knock, knock on the door, and it's the cops. Like, do you freak out? Like, what is your reaction? Yeah. Uh, okay, so if you're expecting a pizza and the cops show up with your pizza, I'm instantly thinking, okay, what did I do? Who set me up? I'm being framed for something here right now. I've seen this movie where the cops show up with a pizza. They're actually going to raid the place. What's going on? Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. And do you tip the cop? Oh, dang. I didn't even think about that. Well, I was going to give the little Caesars guy five bucks, but I don't know. I feel like I I should give you more. Okay, well, the cop can't take money. Can't. But you at least offer a slice, maybe? Oh, that's a good one. Hey, listen, it's probably cold now, but if you want, help yourself and get out of here. Yeah, you're probably hungry. Here you go. And you never get free food. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great that the, uh, the cops did that. They actually delivered his pizza. Yeah, that's cool. Like I said, probably cold, but at least they got it there. So that's good. The CRA is in the news today. That's the Canada Revenue Agency, for those who aren't familiar with the term. Apparently, they've already sent out 441,000 letters warning individuals they may not have been eligible for the Canada Emergency Response Benefits that they got. The CERB. They call them, (laughs) quote unquote, education letters. According to a CRA spokesperson, Uh the letters were sent to those for whom the agency says they were unable to confirm their employment 
and or self-employment income of at least $5,000 in 2019 or in the 12 months prior to the date of their application. That's one of the key criteria for the CERB. So think back here. Let's go to March, April 2020. Government announces if you've lost your job through no fault of your own due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Do I sound like Trudeau? I'm trying to sound a little like Trudeau. (laughs) I love it. We got your back. We're going to give you $2,000 a month. You just need to go to the CRA website and apply. The money will be sent right to your account. Well, back then, there was a lot of people that had lost their jobs. The criteria for it was a little confusing. Like, okay, wait a second. I have to have had a job. I couldn't have been on EI before that, or I just stay on EI. But if I made $5,000 last year, that's cool. And then there was a whole bunch of variants. Like, okay, I did make over 5000 but I am a student. So do I go on the student serve? Do I go on the regular serve? It was very, very confusing. So some people probably got one of these letters saying, yeah, you shouldn't have got it. Mm-hmm. Other people got that letter thinking, oh, fuck, they figured it out already. And now they're probably wondering, how am I going to pay back that money? Because yeah. once tax time hits, they're going to want their serve back if you took it and shouldn't have got it. And some people knew full well they shouldn't have got it and took it anyway. Yep. And they'll get it back. I mean, I I know someone who works for the CRA that warned me, like, this is going to be massive next year. This is our biggest issue is that we, we can't ask for the money now. So you could know, you could look at someone's file, for example, pull it up and go, you're collecting CERB, but I can see here, you cannot collect CERB. You either A, make too much money, B, you're on a different form of EI, well, any of the uh, number of reasons why you can't collect CERB. Like you and I, for example, we've been working this whole time. We could have applied mm. for it and probably would have got it. We probably would have because nobody's asking questions. Nobody's asking questions. But let's say they pull up our file now and let's say we've been collecting CERB the whole time. They'll be like, oh, you can't fucking get CERB. But they can't act on it yet. So these are definitely warning letters. They're very nice right now. But there's some people thinking, well, I got the money and yeah, maybe technically I I wasn't supposed to, but they're not going to ask for it back. Oh, they'll get it back. Well, and you know what? Just to add to the ambiguity there, we had Jugmeet Singh, leader of the NDP, standing up a couple of different times since the pandemic began, saying things like people shouldn't have to repay the CERB. If they got it, they probably needed it and shit like that. So maybe people had that fighting hope. They might not have to pay it back. And hey, if you got like eight, 10, 12 grand, okay. That's free money if you don't have to pay it back. And if you needed it and you were entitled to it, you get it. That's fine. You're going to have to pay some tax on it, but that's fine. For the people who got it and shouldn't have, that's a lot of money to repay. Let's say you got four CERB payments like the vast majority of people did. They usually – the average was four. Come April, the CRA wants $8,000 from you. Do you have eight grand to give it back? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if right? many people do. No, and, and you know what? And and I know that we've been kind of touching on this, but it's I don't think it's anyone's, like I'm not saying that it's people's fault who, co- who collected it because it was so confusing. You know, when you wonder what the best way was, we knew people needed money and they needed money now in that moment, right? Hey, guess what? Non-essential, you're not working. Uh, well, well, I need to pay my bills. Great, here's the CERB set up. And it was all very quick. Let's get you money in your hand. And that I appreciate. But we, we knew there was going to be issues from the beginning. This mess that they're going to clean up, Holy moly. It's like, I'm so glad I'm not involved in that, like working for the government in that area. Because people who work there already already know, like next year is going to suck. They think this year sucks? No, next year for them is going to suck trying to sort that out. 
They say many of those affected have argued the federal government never clearly defined how the $5,000 of income would be calculated. Some point to the CERB application, which asks if the person received a minimum of $5,000 before taxes in the last 12 months or in 2019. But it makes no explicit mention of expense deductions. So the CRA considers self-employment income as the net pre-tax income, gross income, less expenses. That's consistent with how self-employment income is calculated when you're dealing with the CRA. So they say, to be clear, there's been no change to this position during the life cycle of the CERB. The CRA also said employment income requirements have been published on Canada.ca and on the Q&A page for self-employed and independent workers. Man, imagine that. You're self-employed. You've got yourself a business going. Probably got shut down at least once, maybe twice. Maybe it's shut down right now. You're just getting bent the fuck over. And you had to fight tooth and nail to get that CERB in the first place because I don't know why, but there seems to be a real penalty against being an entrepreneur in, in this country for some reason, especially lately. So now your business is shut down. You took the CERB by mistake back in the spring and they're going to send you a demand letter for what? $8,000? You kidding me? How are you supposed to make that money back when you can't even be open right now? I have no, I have no idea how they're going to do it. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll talk to my sources about it because I'm curious if, if they have any idea how they're going to go about getting that money back. If it's going to be one of these starts on this date, guess what? You better start giving it back. I'm sure it won't be all in one chunk, of course, but, uh, oh, they'll, they'll attempt to get that money back (laughs) throughout the course of 2021. I have no doubt about it. I had a great conversation with somebody over the weekend who had a neat idea. He said, listen, there's a lot of people who probably weren't even working before the CERB came out. And when the CERB came out, it was like, fucking right. Now I don't need to work. Government's going to send me two grand a month. There were some people who took it and they weren't entitled to it or didn't deserve it. But one thing that the CERB never did was take care of the people who lost some of their income, but not all of it. You know, there was that minimum threshold to be able to collect the CERB or the maximum threshold where if you make a certain amount of money, you're not eligible. Or if you haven't actually lost your job, you're not eligible, even though you're making a lot less than you were. And since the government and quite right, were the ones to point out this was not our fault. We as Canadians did fucking nothing to bring this pandemic on. The suggestion is that since so many regular people have lost a lot of money. They, too, should be entitled to some sort of compensation. And he said, listen, uh, he used himself as an example. He said, listen, I haven't taken a penny of government money. I haven't taken the CERB. Uh, My company is not using the wage subsidy. I haven't needed the rent subsidy. I haven't used any of the things they've handed out. He doesn't have kids. He didn't even get the, the kid checks that went out to a bunch of people. So he thinks... He didn't even get a COVID test, by the way, at 48 bucks a pop is what the government pays for those. So his argument is, hey, everybody got a lot of shit here except for the people who actually worked. But they stu- they too were still uh, cost money by this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to tax time for those people who didn't take any benefit at all from the government, the government as a nice gesture should say to them, you know what? Everybody was inconvenienced. Everybody lost money here. So here's what we're going to do. You didn't take the CERB. You didn't take the rent subsidy or anything like that. Knock 2% off your income. You don't have to pay tax on that. I mean, it's a nice thought. I don't think that they'll rush to do that anytime soon, but you never know. Um, While we're on with COVID, by the way, record number. 
Oh, what have you got it now? Two thousand two hundred and seventy-five cases across Ontario reported today. Unreal. Yeah. And this is still numbers that came from as long as two weeks ago. Up to two weeks ago uh, is well. That's how long it takes, right, to see it. Mm-hmm. I. We yeah. saw this coming. We knew this was coming. And yeah. this is probably a piss in the ocean compared to what we're going to see in January. After all those Christmas gatherings. I think so, too. And then and then I and then I think it'll die down because the vaccine will become more prevalent with people will take it. And I, I think it'll die down quite a bit. But January, it will it'll hit the hardest right before it calms down. That's for sure. Uh, oh, I have good news for you. Uh, Ryan Imgrund. Ryan is the guy who every day replies to Christine Elliott's daily tweet about the numbers with the real broken down to the bone numbers. This guy is fantastic. He is a biostatistician, consultant and educator, according to his Twitter bio, uh, and he does daily COVID-19 analysis for Ontario and Canada. So every day he puts out these numbers and he has amassed over 40,000 followers on Twitter that like his numbers a lot better than they like the government's published numbers every day. Turns out Ryan's a big fan of ours. He's been listening to us since the old station. Oh, that is so cool. So Ryan's going to come on after nine on Friday morning, and he is going to talk about what's really going on with the numbers, how bad it could get, how bad it Mm -hmm. is, or how bad it might not be. So that's going to be a great edition of After Nine that you're definitely going to want to hear. That'll happen right here. Different here. Uh, Shit, there's so many things I wanted to try and fit into this podcast. Let me do one one more segment here, and then we'll wrap it up for today. According to a new survey, 51% of people are masturbating far more often than they used to since the pandemic began. And they managed to uh, lend a hand to complete that survey. Okay, fine. I'll do it real quick. But (laughs) (laughs) people have used adult toys 10% more than they used to. During quarantine. Yeah, I mean, okay. Is any of that that surprising? I mean, I don't even want to say people were lonely, but sure, when you're, if you're by yourself and you don't get to go out and socialize and you don't go to the bars maybe or whatever, maybe you get kind of horny by yourself alone most of the time. And okay, pleasure yourself. Sure. Or you're bored. Or sometimes or boredom. Regular run of the mill boredom. Like, oh, fuck. Nothing going on. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll slide the pants off here and see what happens. One of those kind of deals. <laughs> see what happens. I surprise myself. <laughs> I'll take my pants off and see if anything goes down here. Let's go. Let's see what's happening. Uh, 96% say they thought about purchasing a sex toy during the pandemic. 42% said they would consider giving someone a sex toy or sexual device this holiday season. No, for Christmas. Under the Christmas tree. The old fucking rabbit vibrator huh <laughs> you just gotta be careful who you give it to right don't yeah That's don't mix you... that up don't mix that up with that uh charmed aroma candle you're gonna give your mom don't do it uh-uh uh-uh Seventeen <laughs> percent of people said they will not be dating normally this winter if given the chance. So they expect the masturbation to continue at a feverish pace like it has been so far. Yes. Looking everywhere but Pornhub, which maybe we'll talk about again in just a sec. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to we'll porn. You know, I'm we'll going to write down yeah, yeah, yeah. porn 
Hub. Write that down so we don't forget. Because the shit that changed since the last time we talked about Pornhub is great. All my favorites disappeared. Oh, okay, my never God. Mind. All your never favorites? Mind. All your never mind. We'll gone? come back to that. We'll okay. come back to that. Okay. 92% of people that are masturbating more since the pandemic began used sex toys or sexual devices like vibrators, dildos, fleshlights, etc. Uh-huh. during the pandemic. Okay. So by that count, why is Aren't We Naughty and the Stag Shop and places like that an essential service? <laughs> why are they not an essential service? And even if you've got a lineup outside, like, imagine waiting in line outside like an asshole at the Stag Shop. <laughs> It's a 10-person limit inside. I'm sorry. You're going to have to wait to get your fleshlight. When the wind chill's like minus 15 and shit, January, (laughs) you're sitting out there like an asshole. Just waiting. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that many people were packing toys. I had no idea. So let me put it to you this way. Let me give you an example of why people might have been purchasing perhaps more than they would have or purchasing for the first time this year, too. Everybody has their own way of doing things uh, differently sexually, right? So let's say you go on an exotic trip with your significant other or even you go there single and you, you meet up with somebody and it's different and it's new and it's fun and it's exciting. You're not doing that. So why not invest a little bit in yourself and do something different? You can't explore out there. Then you bring something new into the home. I could see that being a conversation had by many couples. Or I could see people thinking, I'm kind of, you know, I'm by myself right now. Why not just test this out? I've always wanted the time to maybe try a flashlight or whatever the heck people are buying. So I'll do that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely something to that theory. Um, I'm just thinking to myself, that requires a little more effort. I think, right? You've got to do a little more planning. It's not as simple as just, I'm bored and there's nothing on. I'll just sit here and rub one out real quick. It, once you bring in the toys, then it requires a little more effort. You've got to clean up afterwards and all that sort of shit, like more cleaning afterwards. I don't know if it's necessarily uh, uh, something you do on the spur of the moment or you've got to work up to that. Maybe that's like a bedtime only thing or a first thing in the morning kind of deal. Huh. I don't know. But I'd love to hear how you masturbate, ladies. Let us know. Uh, you can DM at no, no, we're not doing that. Go ahead. Hey, you're missing, <laughs> you're missing half your Pornhub. You might as well get something from somewhere. One more stat and then we'll go to Pornhub. Um, 86 per, no, it's 88.6%. We'll round that up to 89. 89% of people would be happy if someone gifted them a sex toy or sexual device this holiday season. Mm. Favorite toys, the Womanizer Premium. The Better Love Rabbit Lily. There's the, the rabbit. Love... I knew the rabbit's been a classic for years. The We Vibe Chorus and categories include women, men, couples, vibrators, dildos, wellness, BDSM, and bondage. What is it with the rabbit? Why is that one so popular? Do people just like bunnies? Well, it's not even necessarily. Oh, it's so cute. I mean, first of all, yeah, sure. Maybe it's cute. And it's the name is Rabbit. And that's cute. And maybe, I don't know. They, I'm sure they've done many tests and studies to figure out what women will be drawn to first. And Rabbit just happens to be one of those things. Because it's quick, right? Yeah. Quick as a rabbit. Like, oh, fucking great. I'll get to Climax real quick. Get in, get out. Or, uh, I mean, there, it's a, there, there's a whole thing to it, right? I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure it's got like the rabbit ears on it still. Where it's got like a, the old reach around technology. <laughs> <laughs> like that reach around technology 
And the bunny ears just kind of... <laughs> right? And I don't know, man. They probably made them... They make them different maybe every year. Like, I don't know if they're... Like, we're at, like, the 2021 version now where it's, it looks a whole lot different. But I'm, a rabbit's a rabbit. So I assume they still use the old bunny ear technique. Where do I get reach-around technology? That's fantastic. I didn't know that this was a thing. You know, I've always wanted to stand for men and the reach-around technology that you guys should also have. It's not Finally, right. <laughs> Pornhub has made an unprecedented change. They've gotten rid of all content that's from not from one of their verified partners. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that you might have a blue check mark on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, a Pornhub verifies people who they can say are their actual confirmed people who are putting out uh, pornography that fits their definition of good for their website. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Verified. But if you're just somebody who, I don't know, maybe you were um, banging your husband and thought, you know what? We could put this online and monetize it. If we put it online and it gets a couple million views, we might make a couple of bucks out of this. So they'll go and upload their own content. It's because of that shit that people are noticing material on there that shouldn't be on Mm -hmm. there that isn't safe for the website or is just plain fucking illegal. So they've decided if you're not verified, your content's not going up. And they took it all down. Wasn't that part of the fun of Pornhub is you could see like professional porn that was directed by Steven Spielberg and had a great soundtrack and everything like that. Or you could just see no. regular run of the mill people next door doing it. No, I mean, you get you got into a dangerous territory. There was a lot of accusations that they had underage girls on there or, or boys as well. And if they're not regulating it and they're not actually taking the time to look and make sure everyone's of age, which they can't control if they're doing this, then of course they should be liable for that. You can't have content posted on your site, make money off of it, and then also not control what's legal and illegal activity happening on your site. You can't have your cake and eat it too, or whatever you're into. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm all for I'm all for that. I mean, Mastercard was the first to pull out. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. For that. You're <laughs> they welcome usually for that don't pun. In porn. You're welcome. Mastercard was the first to pull, and then Visa followed suit. And as soon as that happened, they knew they had to do something because you're running out of options for people. Um, so they had to pull the trigger on this one, if you will. And that makes complete sense. If there's accusations that you're putting child pornography or bestiality or anything else that's not okay on your on your site under your control under your watch, you should. You should take a hit on that. Absolutely. You should have done better from the beginning. 76% of the traffic on Pornhub comes from mobile devices like smartphones and tablets. The average <laughs> the <laughs> the average visit duration on Pornhub is 9 minutes and 59 seconds, which is basically about 9 minutes of searching for just the right video and 59 seconds of taking advantage of it. Guys mainly. They have over a billion video views a year. That's about 12.5 porn videos for every person on earth. And now a ton of those videos are gone. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay, so I don't know how honest you want to be. Do you have Pornhub on your phone? I think everybody has Pornhub on their phone. I mean, I just go to the website. I mean, no, I don't. So not everybody has it. Really? Yeah. No, well, no, I don't. And you, by the way, you can find porn anywhere. You don't have to have Pornhub to find porn. 
Okay, but, but that's convenient. Anyway. Pornhub is like the Walmart of porn. You can find it all. Everything you need. A little bit of everything. That's all fine. in one spot. That's fine and great, but I'll just ask you the question. I, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. But will I, what I will oh, I'll ask fucking is, tell you whatever you want. You careful. You be careful what you ask. Okay, that's fine, because I do have a question. So are <laughs> yeah. there actual ways that you can favorite things on there? Like, let's say that you do have your go-to vids. Okay? You got your go-to's. This is what I like. This is the size I like. That's what I like to see. That's the position. Whatever. Was there really a place where you could favorite all those things? Well, you could save it in the same way that you would bookmark a, a page or a YouTube video. Now, I maybe if you have an account, you can like save them to like your account and then you can quickly reference those. I don't know. I don't have a Pornhub account. But yeah, of course I've been to Pornhub. Many, many, many millions of people have. So if you find something that you like and you want to be able to go back to it in the future, sure, you could just favorite the page. If you don't mind a different kind of surprise every day, okay, fine. You can just search for something new or take what it recommends because sometimes the recommendations are bang on, so to speak. <laughs> I love all these puns. I'm here for them. I'm here for them. Okay. Well, anyway, they're disappearing for people is my point, right? So, I mean, yeah. like you said, you had you have your go-to videos. All of a sudden, they're gone the next day. And the people who made the videos that are profiting off of it are probably pissed. But also, let's not forget that we should all direct our anger, whether you're whacking off on the service or whether you're whacking off four people on the service. We all need to remember Pornhub is actually to blame here because they should have kept con- better control. You should have well, had people on this. You should have had to have people wait until someone, and what a job that would be, right, to review the porn videos before they could be posted. Someone should have had to verify. If there's someone who looks close to underage on that video, I'm sorry, but we're going to need to make sure that this person is of age. You can post anything else. You can post this and that. That looks fine. That looks fine. But this is questionable. And you should have somebody controlling that, especially when you're talking about a multi, I don't know, dare I say billion? billion I know it's a billion dollar industry. I don't know how much Pornhub makes, but you are one of the go-tos. Of course, you should be a lot more responsible about the shit you're putting on there. Like, it's plain and simple to me. They rival YouTube in some ways for the amount of content that gets uploaded. Imagine what a task it would be at YouTube to have somebody physically evaluate every video that gets uploaded. But YouTube does have a lot of... I don't know the difference between Pornhub and YouTube. I know the difference, but you know what I mean. I don't know based on their control. A lot more dicks on Pornhub. Yes, but but when you go on YouTube and there's a video that's not appropriate, it gets... You get fucked right away. It gets taken right off. If I went on YouTube right now and I posted a video of me dancing to a Beyonce song using her music, for example, it'll automatically find you and it'll take that video right down because you have no right to use that song in your videos. And anyone who's posted a YouTube video knows that. They've had it happen on Instagram to them before. They've had it happen on Facebook to them before. But Pornhub needs to take control in other ways. you got to be responsible in your own ways. YouTube is responsible in their own ways. They don't have to worry about, well, I'm sure they do have to worry about dicks every now and again, but they'll take those down right away. Try to upload a dick video to, to YouTube. See what happens. It won't because they do have better control. They do manage that. Pornhub needs those kind of people to do it clearly or at least make sure that you, I don't know, you got to do something now. That's for sure. One thing I will say is this has opened the door, I think, for Pornhub to adopt more of an OnlyFans type deal. And then you have your own account, and what you put on your account on your OnlyFans is your problem, not necessarily the right. server that it's hosted on. Right. 
So I could see something like that happening or maybe a merger. Who knows? I mean, there can only be so many big dogs in the porn game. So Yeah. And you know what? You <laughs> the make showdown a- is coming. No, but you actually do make a good point with that because Pornhub has probably taken a hit thanks to OnlyFans. I don't know how much a subscription to Pornhub costs. Most of its content's free. Yes? Uh, yes. Okay. So there's ads, I assume, that run. Sure. Okay. Yep. Thank you for cl- sure. Th- thank you for clarifying. But that's how OnlyFans makes their money. As I believe, as we've talked before in the podcast, I think it's like an a la carte thing. So I'm sure it's hurting them because if you like a certain individual or a certain thing, and all of a sudden they're on OnlyFans, you're going to subscribe to their thing, and you're going to be like, "Bye, Pornhub. See you later." So they probably did take a hit. It's, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the porn world as we evolve and pivot this year. <laughs> we pivot our porn. <laughs> Uh, One thing I do want to point out here just quickly because we got to go. The health minister has clarified why today's numbers are as big as they are. You're right. It's 2,275 new cases. Christine Elliott says Public Health Ontario has changed their data extraction process and updated their data extraction time to 1 p.m. from 1030 a.m., resulting in a one-time increase in case counts and some variations in results. Okay, so we can calm down a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Not a ton, but a little bit. Right. I mean, it is still going to be bad for a while until until it, it gets better. And it probably won't get better until, I don't know, February or March. I mean, who knows? We'll see what happens after Christmas. And on that, we got to say thanks for listening to After 9, everybody. We appreciate you and the, love you. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. The award-winning After 9. Oh, yes, I'm sorry about that. Oh, congratulations, by the way. Oh, congrats to you. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.